0: Welcome to the Tin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar," where we discuss a current relevant topic pertaining to the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and
1: creator of Fan With Intention. And I'm Corinne, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journey's Travel Company. We won't let you leave without some excess baggage, so stay with us until the end. So you and I were talking before we recorded and I was like, we need to talk about this on the podcast. I am noticing a trend. It is everywhere. We are all terrified as our clients start to travel again. We're terrified, and we can't seem to get them to understand the gravity of reading what we send them. A hundred
0: percent. And I think that's right because I was telling you about one of my clients who leaves for Hawaii tomorrow. And you know, I was at a TPI mini conference the, the first half of this week, and. I texted her because I had sent her an email last week, just a detailed organized email with bullet points. Mm -hmm. So not even paragraphs, bullet points of everything that she's going to need with links, with links. And I texted her on Monday just to follow up, make sure she got the email. because I hadn't heard anything from her and you know, it ends up with me Tuesday afternoon being on the phone with her because she has not opened the email and she wants me to basically tell her everything that she needs. Mm -hmm. Now I made it a point to email her everything with links just so I can protect myself that I gave her all the information. Like I have it in writing. There's a date stamped on it, all this stuff. Um, but when I talked to her on the phone, she hadn't even opened the email. Like she opened the email while she was on the phone with me. And she basically just said, just tell me when to get a test and tell me where to get a test. I don't want that kind of liability in terms of like, oh, well you said get a test this time and over here, but whatever, you know, anything can happen. That's why I give them the information and I can provide guidance, but I'm not going to tell you specifically, like go to that CVS next to your house and get a test. I can't do that. And she'll be like, how long does it take to get the results? I'm like, it really depends on where you go and it could be different. And I luckily had her husband on the phone as well. So like there could be two people listening, Yeah. but it was seriously like an ordeal. And I feel like I want to cover all my bases and, you know, of all the places my clients are traveling. I think Hawaii is the most Yes. Terrifying. involved. Yes. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm like, oh, we couldn't have booked you past July 8th when all this testing is not going to be required anymore if you're vaccinated. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things where right now we have to really look at our clients and make sure they understand you need to look at everything we send over to you
1: regarding your trip. Right. And the thing is, Part of it is emotional. It feels very disrespectful when you have taken the time to really make sure that they have everything they need and they won't even bother to read it. And my blood pressure went up as you were telling me the story on your behalf. <laughs> I was offended, but, but it really isn't personal at all. Nobody likes to read ever anymore. And I, and, and as you were telling me the story and as I was thinking about how many times I keep hearing this, I was thinking, okay, okay. How can I get in front of this? What can I add to my intro email as we're planning the trip, get in front of it and say, it is imperative that you read everything that I send you because everything is so fluid right now. Like I'm already working out how in my workflow at the beginning of the trips, I can give them that sort of heads up. Mm -hmm. Like you can't, you can't leave any, (laughs) anything unopened. Like you've really got to do this. And I'm also, um, repeating things in the itinerary builder. I use access to mm-hmm. deliver documents and for the itinerary. It's in there and it's in there. I mean, beating people over the head with the links and these are the forms and this is the, you know, and I, here's the link to the tourism board. And I still feel absolutely terrified every time someone's going to leave that they just didn't bother to read something or didn't mm-hmm. quite understand something. Yeah. I'm actually doing a video walkthrough of the travel docs now. Like. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. That's what I had to do for this one client. mm -hmm. I, you know, I put every, I use access as well because we get it through our host and everything is laid out in detail, in order on the itinerary. And it's still like, okay, then where do I go? Then what do I do? Mm -hmm. And it's like, I have to use loom, put it on the itinerary And walk her through every single step. Thank God for tools like Loom and all these things where we can use it to easily create a video. And at first she's like, um, you know, I want my husband to also be, we were going to do a phone call instead prior to Loom. And she's like, oh, my husband gets off work at this and this time. And I'm like, listen, why don't I just create a video for you? And then you can share it with your husband. How about watch that a hundred times if you need yeah. to rewind, if you need to, if you are on in destination, like head on over, if you need a reminder of what you're doing seriously, I think, you know, pre COVID I was already an anxious mess whenever people were traveling. <laughs> Cause there were so many things yeah. out of our control. Yeah. It's like, Oh my God, people in Paris are on strike again, you know, stuff like that already anxious. But now with COVID, there's so many other things to think about. And that's where I feel I I don't hesitate one millisecond in charging a fee. Yes. At all. Pre-COVID, maybe I would be like, I don't know. I'll just waive it. Whatever it is. No. Right now, I'm like... There are so many things that I need to think about on your behalf and like share that with you and also follow up with you, go through it in detail with you if needed. Hold your eyeball, your eyelids open and force you to read. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, nothing short of like me going to your house, picking you up and taking you to CVS to get a (laughs) test. Like, I don't know like what else we could do for them. But, you know, this is where I'm like all that extra time and effort I'm going to get paid for it. So here's my fee. And I think people would understand with the state of travel right now, there's all these additional things. And if they don't want to pay for it, then that's fine. They can figure it out on their own. But I think most clients would discover that it would be incredibly
1: helpful to have a professional on your side. Absolutely. And I think, too, we have to also decide where the line is for the handholding. At some point, the client has to be accountable for some of the, they, we can't go pick them up and take them to the drugstore. We can't walk them to the to the gate and make sure they have everything they need. So at the end of the day, we have to be able to say, "I gave this person, I made it as easy as possible." But mm-hmm. these are grown people, and yep. I only have so much control over the situation. Exactly. But in case you are wondering if if everyone is feeling as stressed out as you all are, believe me, we are all in the same boat. I am because I follow so many other TAs for travel biz boss. I'm just seeing the same stories over and over and over. Everybody's just a nervous wreck because they're not sure if their clients understood what needs to be done or Mm -hmm. if they even take it seriously. So we are there with you. I wanted to also just mention something really quick. I was so excited yesterday. I got a, an email I use this app all the time and I'm pretty sure I've actually mentioned it on the podcast called eat with, um, you can go on the app and schedule. You can eat in someone's home. Maybe they're going to do a cooking class. I did one in a commercial kitchen in Budapest it was one of the best things I've ever done in my life on a trip. It is a very authentic experience. And you will often meet other travelers. So like when I did that in Budapest, there was a guy there from Switzerland. We are dining with an older Hungarian couple, like just the coolest thing. They work with travel advisors now. (gasps) So, So we can actually get, I think they said the commission was 8%, which is better than some tour operators. So if you're interested in trying to help your clients get really unique experiences, I'm always all about creating an experience that's so unique that, they wouldn't dare want to try to plan it themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a good tool, and I wanted everybody to know about it. So I think it, if you probably go to, like, eatwith.com, you can you can find out. I can, And it's eat with, like, I'm going to eat with Kareem. Correct. Right. That's exactly right. <laughs> I was excited about it. <laughs> well, before we jump into our real discussion this week, we wanted to give a shout-out to our podcast network, Trav Market Media. Head on over to travelmarketmedia.com where you can find other amazing podcasts to grow and build your business. A random question, but not so random question, Kareem. Do you have trust issues? <laughs> no. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably to my detriment. And it's funny because trust it was my word of the year because moving to another country where I don't speak the language required me to trust and required and continues to require me to trust in the kindness of strangers. And it's really working out for me. But most I people you do. To
0: true, I thought you listened to
1: true crime podcast. <laughs> I do. And I'm still a total you idiot.
0: not trust anyone.
1: <laughs> I'm still a complete idiot.
0: <laughs> well, uh, bringing it back to travel, this one article on travel pulse mentions that our clients have trust issues now and the industry can help the recovery of the industry by tackling these trust issues?
1: Yes, it is a really great article. It's saying, um, well, Greg Webb, Travelport CEO says, the travel industry needs to sharpen its focus on trust. And it says there's a study that shows that as an industry, we're not as trusted as we would like, but the good news is that we now know what the issues are and we have this once in a lifetime opportunity to hit the reset button as all the countries reopen and kind of instill that sense of trust in our clients.
0: Yes, the study surveyed 11,000 travelers from 10 different countries, including the US. And the major trust issues um, tended to um, veer towards pricing transparency information credibility, data privacy, and adherence to COVID-19 health and safety measures. So those are the big four.
1: There is one in the information credibility that just was like a punch in the face to me because I know all of us go crazy about this. It says, for example, 73% of people would trust information passed on by friends and family, whereas the trust levels are low when they're talking to someone with with a vested interest in selling travel products i.e. us and i know we have all had that person when they give us we qualify them perfectly we find exactly the right resorts and they're like my friend just went to Rio palace you know (laughs) yeah and you're like uh (laughs) Is your friend
0: the same as you? Like do yeah, you- like please tell me what other things your friends like, and I can tell you whether or not this fits you. Yeah, it kind of reminds me. What's that Adam Sandler movie? Was it like Water Boy, where he's like, "Well, my mama said." Yes, that's what I'm thinking in my head. It's just like, okay, I love your mom. You love your mom, but you have to understand, not everyone has the t- same travel style, the same budget, and that's what always gets me when people crowdsource for things mm-hmm. on social media. Well, crowdsource restaurants. You know, well, whatever, like small things, but don't crowdsource like, oh, two week itinerary to Italy.
1: Why? Where else has that person been? Like, for some people, they've never been anywhere, and some place that's just okay to other people is like a dream come true to them. Right, right. Whereas for you, you might be like, that's slice is garbage. You know, like I'm a professional. I know. I have unique knowledge of all of these places. I have relationships. I have done trainings that, you know, like this is my life, but you feel like your friend on Facebook said that this resort was cool. And so I must be the idiot here. And again, it isn't personal. (laughs) We have to remember that and not be offended. Yeah. And when it comes
0: to price transparency, one of the things I know a lot of my clients in the beginning had issues with was if you work with a TO, or package pricing or whatever it is where you're not able to share itemized pricing. I think a lot of people kind of struggle with accepting that, especially if they
1: can put all the pieces together. That's actually another place where I get ahead of it. When I'm about to put together a package trip, I tell them before we start and before any fees are paid that there may be contracted rates. There are different rules for those. I may not be able to disclose or even have access to component pricing. They need to be ready for a package price. That way we can get in front of it because if that's a problem for them, it's like, okay, well then we're gonna use, it's gonna cost you more, but let's do it. <laughs> you know, We're gonna go ahead and book things separately and make sure everything is very transparent for you. But the worst thing is when you put together a complex FIT, present it and then the question comes and now you've mm-hmm. already invested all this work and your clients ticked off. But yeah also this article was referring quite a bit to like hidden costs with airlines, you know, where you the price is two seventy when you click on it and by the time you're done it's four eighty. <laughs> you know
0: like Oh, this. so those must be Spirit and Frontier and Allegiant <laughs> flyers. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. just so you know, this is why we don't
1: book those airlines in addition (laughs) to the
0: fact that they are unpredictable. And when they decide to cancel.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But there's low cost carriers in Europe that sometimes when people are country hopping, you got to use them. Mm -hmm. And I, and I always am irritated because I have to go in and, and sort of pretend I'm booking it all the way to the end so that I can give them an accurate price. And it's time consuming. So apparently people are over that S ish. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: <laughs> I remember when I first started in the industry, and my sister had, you know, she worked at a hotel at the time, and they had cops who kind of moonlighted as security guards at the hotel. And one of them wanted to cruise, and she gave him my information. And the moment we talked on the phone, he was basically treating me like a cop would treat a suspect on the phone. (laughs) And I, you know, in the beginning, I didn't have the confidence that I do now years later, because now I'm not going, I'm not going to accept being spoken to that way. But he was like, this is what I want. And I don't want any hidden, hidden charges. Like I want the price up front and blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, very, very gruff. And it's like, he's doing a shakedown of someone he suspects has like drugs or something. And, um, you know, I have to be like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything I give you is like the full price up front. Whereas now I'm just like, listen, let's take a moment and breathe. I need mutual respect here. Like I respect you and I need you to respect me and, and know that what I'm presenting to you, I'm not trying to cheat you. I'm not trying to, you know, steal your money. So letting our clients know that we are here on their side and we're not trying to nickel and dime them for all these things. I think that's important to combat that
1: fear of, Oh, later on down the line, there's going to be a charge they weren't expecting. Right. And then there's things like, and I'm beat people over the head with this too. Like in Europe, almost every place is going to have some kind of a local tourist tax or something, and you can't include it in the package. It has to Mm -hmm. be paid at check-in. If they know that, they're good. Estimated this amount, but I'm sorry I can't collect it up front. You'll have to pay it at the desk, so be ready with these euros. I mean, like, it's just setting the expectation. And so it's when they're surprised, even if it's $4, they're like, how dare you? (laughs) You Yeah, exactly. (laughs) <laughs> um, and then one of the other main things was about COVID-19 protocols. So they said more than half of people felt the industry has done a good job in develop, developing and implementing new health and safety measures, but ha- about half of respondents also said that moving forward, they want additional reassurance on just how robustly some of their advertised or stated COVID-19 measures are being enforced or applied. Because you see that there's like this, safety measures but then you see social media there, youtube videos um, yeah. and it's like "Woo, all bets are off
0: oh yeah especially at those all-inclusives in yeah. cancun and the river of maya yeah yep, seeing that firsthand and then
1: also we have like so many videos of people just acting insane on planes mm-hmm. which usually that doesn't end well for those people but still you just see people getting away with a lot of things like masks that are actually mesh, but have rhinestones that camouflage it and like really creative things that people are coming up with. So about half of people are like, we need to see that not only do you have these measures in place, but you're enforcing them. So I think the bottom line is now is the time to make sure that you are addressing all of these trust issues so that you can Mm -hmm. build yourself as an authority to your clientele.
0: Yeah, and now that we know what they are, I guess to be proactive mm-hmm. and address those in the beginning instead of reacting to any potential fears later on. Yep. So sure. Travel Weekly had this really interesting article, and I know we both have spoken about how technology can play a role as we move out of the pandemic era and into the new age of travel.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: this, this Travel Weekly article talks about how a couple of airports in the U S are testing virtual queuing for security checkpoints. So I know most of us have gone to Disney. Mm -hmm. Most of us have taken a number at the deli, you know, it's a queuing system, a number system, and they are testing how we can use that method at airports for TSA security lines. So you'd go there. I think you scan a QR code and it will give you a time to return to the security line and you have 15 minutes from the time that you're supposed to get there to when you actually show up. So this way, their idea is that instead of waiting in line, you can go and check out the shops or Mm -hmm. the restaurants and it's a a much stress free experience versus just waiting in line and moving super slowly. Um, so the one uh, airport that they highlight here is the one in Seattle and um, One of the gentlemen who's interviewed here, he says, I have a three-year-old and being able to just rest at a table and wait until it's our turn is such a stress relieving process. I can't even imagine parents with children having to wait in such a long line. I have issues just personally. I'm like, I'm so tired, but having children
1: who are like restless and running around props to you guys. (laughs) And like you mentioned, it's good for them too, because that's more time people can spend inside their shops and their restaurants. Mm -hmm. So it's a hopefully an everybody wins kind of a situation.
0: Yeah, the, the, the company they've contracted with for this technology, they've done virtual queuing for places like Six Flags. Um, I think Legoland was another place. Mm -hmm. So they have experience in working this kind of queuing strategy, I guess I can call it. Um, And so I think a lot of this, this is just in like a beta testing phase right now. And I think a lot of it will be ending within the next week to month, depending on which airport you're
1: talking about. So I'm curious to see what the results from the study. Well, apparently they're testing it at Boston Logan as well. And the airport officials declined to comment on the success of the program. However, they surveyed uh, actual passengers at the airport and 96% said that the virtual line helped making helped make traveling less stressful. So, I mean, I don't know, they could have interviewed six people, but um, (laughs) (laughs) so this could be a really interesting silver lining, kind of like the mustard drill for cruises mm-hmm. of COVID where they're just coming up with all these new innovative solutions for not having people on top of each other. And it's so right. funny because like there's all these social distancing things at airports, but then you get in the TSA line and all bets are off, man. You're- no
0: one cares. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, in the Facebook groups um, for the industry, I've seen – so many travel advisors and you've probably seen it too. They they're in Cancun or they're in Punta Cana or something. And they post photos of what the airport there looks like. And it's so full of
1: people. It's it gives me a panic attack, but my thing too is what I'm wondering because I think we've learned people don't like to be told what to do. And I just wonder how many people are going to push back. Like I'm here at the airport. I'm getting in the line, Mm -hmm. you know, So I'm curious to see how that shakes out with the rebel type personalities.
0: Yeah. Imagine this. Just scan this QR code and go frolic in the airport where no one
1: tells you what to do. Get yourself a cocktail.
0: (laughs) I mean, I wonder if they would give like a hybrid option. Like you can just either wait in line or you can scan a QR code and come back
1: one side will just look like cattle being herded and the other side will be like empty and easy breezy (laughs) these
0: are people who like to torture themselves and this side is for people who enjoy a more relaxed airport experience
1: and it sounds like they're it'll be pretty detailed app where there's like a countdown of your time and you can get updates sounds like they're really trying to cover all the bases so yeah i mean i would love to try it yeah me too absolutely So the Celebrity Edge left on June 26th out of the USA. I have a client on that ship as we speak. Yes, he's still on it. It was seven nights. (laughs) So there's (laughs) another article in another nail-biting experience. There's another article in Travel Weekly that the headline is Celebrity Edge Cruise with 99% of guests vaccinated. A feeling of normal. And there's a picture of a group of people doing silent disco and they are not wearing masks and they look like they are having a great time. There's one guy
0: who's really getting down, like yeah. on the left hand side, he's really getting down yep. with the silent disco.
1: Yeah, that's how I do it. I love <laughs> silent disco so much. And the, I always say the one song that is the ultimate unifier Whitney Houston's "Dance with Somebody."
0: Yes, you will be 100% agree. Three inches
1: from a stranger's face, singing it with every bit of passion in your body to the stranger is the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Agreed. So um, the article just talks about how the cruising experience is looking here. With this, it's obviously very preliminary, but it was interesting because there was someone on in this article, which I just scrolled off of, that was saying how they felt a little bit uncomfortable at first taking off their mask. And then they realized that um, they were the only adult walking around with a mask on. And they were like, people might think I'm not vaccinated, but I guess 100% of the adults on the sailing were vaccinated. And there's only about 20 kids on board. So that means 99% or more of the 1200 passengers on board provided proof of full vaccination. So, yeah. So, I think if you have a higher
0: percentage of vaccinated people, it makes sense that, you know, you can just walk around and enjoy yourself on the ship without a mask on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does say in this article that the other sister cruise lines, the celebrity like Royal Caribbean, they have a different mask requirement because there are more children on board who.
1: Can't would be not vaccinated. be
0: vaccinated. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think kids were germ factories pre-COVID anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember going on like, um, I've been on Carnival, Royal, Norwegian, you know, Celebrity, and all the ships with children running around. I'm just like, oh, good lord, stop touching, spreading. Everything. Yeah, <laughs> stop touching everything. If anyone needs to washy washy, it's you guys, and you guys are not stopping. So, um. For Royal Caribbean, they're not require or they are requiring masks yeah. in
1: more places because of that reason. Well, on the celebrity, it said there's no mandatory social distancing in any situation. So at the theater, people can sit wherever they want. The ushers encourage them to spread out, but it's their choice. Tables are not spread six feet apart in restaurants. People can fill the seats at the bars as they normally would. The dance floor can be packed. Um, And they mentioned that the crew are all vaccinated and per CDC guidelines don't need to wear masks. However, for now they are. And Brian Abel, celebrities head of hotel operations, said they'll hopefully drop the masks after like the first four or five sailings once they make sure everything is good. And no matter what they do, there's the possibility of infection. And on the millennium, two people who were vaccinated tested positive, but it was completely contained And there was no spread. So that's what we need to see, right? Like I think Mm -hmm. everyone who sells a lot of cruises is sitting on pins and needles. Like if there's one bad outbreak, if one ship can't come home to port, like it's going to be catastrophic. So it's so encouraging to see this good news.
0: Yeah. On one hand, you don't want to see any positive COVID cases on the ship, but on the other hand, it's a great way for us to look at the efficacy of the cruise line's protocols. Absolutely. If someone test tests positive and the fact that it did not spread to other people and they later tested negative, like, you know, later in the cruise, it just points to the fact that we're making progress and hopefully changing people's minds now and making them feel a bit more comfortable with the idea. Um, one of the things in this article that, that they talk about too, is that, they are still following the local government's yes mandates. So in Greece, for example, the Greek government requires mask wearing throughout the ship in most situations, even with hundred percent vaccination rates. Yeah. So um, the comment here is that people are still finding it something that they would be willing to do. And they would still love to go on a cruise in Greece, even though they have to wear a
1: mask. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But just like you said, this is very trust building when you see, oh, Somebody did test positive, but they contained it. Like those are the kinds of things that help us see we we can be it can be safely done, and mm-hmm. we don't need to be afraid. It's just so exciting. Yeah. All right. I think it's time for excess baggage. It's time for me to Love my words. Stumble over your words. (laughs) (laughs) You do a
0: great job, Kareem. It should be a drinking game. At least you, every time Kareem stumbles, take a shot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's time for Excess Baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory, so you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. According to Travel Market Report, TAUC will resume full operations beginning in August, Another article from them says that, citing uncertainty, Princess cancels Australia's sailings into December. Travel Agent Central reports that Ireland will remove the quarantine requirement for Americans July 19th for visitors who have been vaccinated, have a negative PCR test within 72 hours of arrival, or have recovered from COVID-19 in the last six months. They also report that Beds Online has upgraded its market intelligence platform and admin fee tool. The admin fee tool gives travel advisors the ability to automatically add fees for the services they provide to travelers quickly and easily, improving the efficiency of their workflow while also helping them to increase revenues. Travel Weekly says that the CDC has now approved eight ships to do restricted cruises, up from two on June 3rd. Since then, the agency has approved the Carnival Breeze, Horizon, Vista, Majestic Princess, New Amsterdam, and Freedom of the Seas to operate revenue cruises. Celebrity Edge and Equinox had already been approved. With the exception of the Freedom of the Seas, all of the ships have been approved without test sailings and will maintain vaccination levels of 95%. Another article from Travel Weekly says that Key West's effort to limit cruising is defeated. Governor Ron DeSantis signed a bill overturning a decision by Key West voters in November to limit cruise ship visits. According to Travel Pulse, Regent Seven Seas Cruises has launched a new first-class-in-every-way promotion that includes free first-class air with 25 sailings in Alaska, Canada, and New England in 2022. The promotion includes a toolkit so travel advisors can promote and sell these select cruises. Another one from them says that G Adventures has launched a more flexible booking policy for those ready to travel. The Book with Confidence program enables travelers to rebook their itineraries up to two weeks before they travel. The new policy starts with bookings made July 1, 2021, and after. Some not-so-happy news from afar, citing over-tourism, UNESCO recommended Venice be placed on its list of world heritage and danger sites. But let's end on a high note. Travel Age West reports that, in a sign that European river cruising is rebounding following the pandemic, Uniworld christened its new ship on the Douro River in Portugal. It was a delight to toast with our beloved loyal guests and crew and celebrate being back on the rivers on board our beautiful brand new super ship said ellen bettridge ceo and president of uniworld this is only the beginning for us it's been a journey but after recently setting sail in italy and now portugal we're looking forward to continuing this momentum with the restart of our itineraries in france and central europe next month that's it for excess baggage so now that we made it a drinking
0: game, you stumbled zero times.
1: No, I did at least twice. <laughs> well, I didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> what well, would be great is if I had to take a shot every time I stumbled. Oh, my goodness. by, by the end, I would better. just be a mess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just a reminder that all the articles we referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please
1: remember that we didn't write the news. We're just sharing it. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also, head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes.
0: I have a question for our listeners. Is there a guest or guests or type of guests you like to see us bring on to the show? If so, let us know um, if you have any questions or comments. Please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at the tin lounge.com. I look forward to seeing the kind of guests too. that our listeners would like us to bring on because they tend to be very popular. Yes. So, Give us the scoop. Yeah, let us know. So we'll see you guys next week. Bye. do yes, yes.
1: yes. no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it.